America is presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on Boom. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 248 of the Iron Jacob Blue America podcast. I'm your host today in the place to be Mr. Jacob P. And sitting right across from me is the valiant return of the brown recluse, Mr. R-Trail. COVID-3 since about 3.30 today. Say hello to the COVID millions. COVID-3. COVID-3. Oh, free. oh, yeah. I think it's <laughs> I heard, COVID-3. I heard, I heard three. I'm like, you've caught COVID three times? No. Um. Yeah, man. Um. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the Art Jacob Do American Podcast. Yeah, man, it's good to be back. Um, I, since I've since I've last been here, I've I've hurt my shoulder, I've hurt my back, I've got COVID, I've I've seen it all, dude. I've seen the whole world. You defeated erectile dysfunction. I, I got a ticket. No, actually, I got a ticket. I was already here. Uh-huh. Uh, last time I I got a ticket, but man, the month of January was not friendly to me. Not a good start for 2022, huh? No. <sighs> Sorry, I just ate some fucking Taco Bell and it's not sitting well. Um, but guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Oh, dude, right on. Is that the Baja Blast? Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Uh, guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the hibiscus tea. They got the cacao butter. They got it all. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Tell your mommy your boo-boo too. They got the hibiscus tea. I think there's actually a sale right now, so you can actually combine the promo code America to see 15% off. And then on the hibiscus tea, which is like their pink can right now mm. for Valentine's Day for your sweetheart, uh, you can add, I think it's an additional 20% off. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but check out their entire email to get that percentage off. Worst case scenario, just buy something, take a picture of yourself drinking the fucking coffee, drinking the nitro cold brew, and then tag us, tag them. We appreciate it. They appreciate it. Shows that you care. Shows that you love us. Yes, and speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you check out the revamped SukerApparel.com where the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch has pieced together an array of fabulous merchandise, all designed painstakingly by Nicole Smith-Bosch, of course, like I just said. Uh, but go there, uh, check out all the merch and coffee cups and masks and tampon applicators that she has. Is there. that true? I doubt it, but it sounds funny. But so um, oh, go okay. there, um, get some, get a butt plug, get you know some nipple tassels, whatever you want from SucreApparel.com. Some Brent Bent Nick. Brent Bent nipple tassels. <laughs> Brent Bent tassels. <laughs> uh, yeah, buy those. I'm sure they're there too uh, with the SK uh, logo on it. But yes, go there, put it in your cart, apply the promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase but guys we are not here today to talk about hibiscus teas and brent tampon van, applicators yeah tampon applicators or uh, uh brent van nipple tassels are <laughs> what are we here to talk about today guys we're here to talk about our uh, our favorite singers of all time 
And before we do, if you heard a little lovely sexually erotic voice in the background, if your pheromones are going crazy, if, oh. if you're feeling the pheromones, that's because there's someone else in the room. If your butthole is fluttering just a little bit. Yeah. Guys, welcome to the podcast for his third, I want to say third appearance, third time? maybe fourth appearance. I don't know. Maybe get you on one more time, get you one of those fancy jackets, like send you a letterman jacket. Yeah. yeah like, the, the Ribera Steakhouses from Japan. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> a little, uh, a little, uh, Brahma bowl right there. Yeah. Uh, send you some steak, some Kobe steak. Uh, but guys, welcome to the podcast once again from the RRBG podcast. Our brother, brethren in Christ. Brother. From the Podbelly Network, guys, put your hands together for Eddie Torres of the RRBG podcast. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I am my wife's favorite singer, mm. so oh, she—that's her vote in for today's episode. Sweet. Um, but thank you for having me, guys. It's an honor to be here for the third time. Uh, every time I hit you up, and I'm like, "Can I come talk to you?" And they're like, "Yeah." So then I appreciate that, and thank you. Always, <laughs> always, and forever, like peaches and herb. Uh, but Eddie, you. I always shout you out uh, when we, when we do our Podbelly. Um, make sure you go to the Podbelly Network and check out other great podcasts like the Sofa King Podcast and the RRBG Podcast. But you didn't just stop there. You are a little workaholic, aren't you? Now, huh? You got a new <sighs> podcast coming out. Yes, sir. Uh, why don't you tell us all about that before we jump into today's topic? Well, we just announced it today, and it's uh, if you follow the Comedy Store, the world famous Comedy Store from Hollywood. Uh, you, if you follow their social medias, you would have already seen the announcement, but, um, launching the official comedy store wrestling show, mm. uh, it's going to be a podcast in the studio for now in the beginning, just to see how it goes. And, uh, first episode records this week, uh, with Josh Barnett, the war master himself, purveyor of violence and blood sports, uh, will be the guest as well as Jetski Johnson. She is a, uh, comedian from the comedy store she works the you know she works at the in the main room and she works at the o room and she does the door sometimes i mean she's a hilarious she used to be in the kill tony band the trumpet player i'm sure you've heard room room jet ski yes um she'll be the guest as well and the idea is just basically to sit down let's talk about wrestling uh with our guests and jet ski will be the the first one but we're going to always have a comedian that doesn't watch wrestling Okay. On the show, so we can show them ridiculous clips, uh, and 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 introduce them to the the madness that is the world of pro wrestling, as well as uh, you know, history lessons. I'm sure Earl. I'm I'm co-hosting with Earl Skakel, who's a paid nice. regular at the Comedy Store. He's inappropriate Earl podcast. He's the the dad in the jellies, uh, which is Tyler the Creator's cartoon in a I think HBO Max mm -hmm. or one of those channels. Uh, but he's he's a hilarious legend and you know friend of Roddy Piper. So he's got stories. I've got knowledge of of what's happening in the current product. Plus, you know, a lot of friends that I can bring to hang out. So it should be fun. I think nice. it'll be fun. One of my suggestions, like when you do, if you if you can, please, in the name of our Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, <clears throat> and the Shockmaster, um, please show a clip. Uh, one of the probably the most famous wrestling clip. Uh, filmed right in our hometown, just down the street from where we're recording at right now, of uh, Stone Cold and Booker T fighting at the old Green Frog Market. Yes. Uh, there is a oh, scene damn. in there, and it's still on YouTube. It has not been demonetized, where Booker T's fucking baby arm of a dick just flops out. <laughs> 
and Mr. Stephen Williams, aka Stone Cold Steve Austin, places has the presence of mind to immediately place. Uh, I believe it's like a twenty-four pack of Pepsi, like like on it, and it barely covers like his big old fucking Johnson. Oh, <laughs> and I re- I remember the last uh, store horseman podcast that I went to. Uh, I was showing Tony Hinchcliffe this and Matt Edgar. I was saying like, hey, dude, I do you remember like when Stone Cold fought fucking Booker T in a grocery store? Yeah, not only was that filmed like down the street from my house, but Booker T's dick like just pops out and it's there live on YouTube. I'm like, no way, guy, that's not on there. And I said, I swear to God, pull it up, boom, humongous fucking Lex, uh, oh, fucking steel fucking penis is just like flopping out, <laughs> winking at all of the millions man. and the millions. Nice. Glad I'm that you, you caught that. Dis- yeah, I'm surprised and I'm appreciative of your discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, all you know, and since you mentioned it, uh, you know, this is the spiritual successor of the store horseman. I mean, uh, I, I worked with Chris Burns and the f- wrestle fetish for a little bit and tried to get that uh, up and running again, but everybody's so busy, we just never had a chance. And um, you know, store horseman is what got me hooked to the whole thing, the whole idea, and uh, I will do my best to honor. And their their spot at the store, which is now mine. Yes. Um, <laughs> nice. To me, there's well, no mine better. and Earl's. So there you go. And to yeah. me, in my opinion, I'm not just saying this because you're my friend and you're very sexually attractive, uh, but there's no better <laughs> person to carry on that torch. So. Well, thank you. I yeah. plan to do it justice in the same way. Like I want to bring live wrestling back to the store at some in some fashion in some way. So you know, once everything gets up and running, and we get these logistics in place uh i would love to do a live show and have wrestlers in the in the main room in the parking lot or maybe even off-site but just do it in the name of comedy store as like the present the presentation you know and have comedians there and the whole thing we'll we'll figure it out if you need any help whatsoever even if i'm just fucking uh taking tickets at the front bro i'm willing to help (laughs) i'll keep you in mind for sure for yes, sure, but yes, that's the that's the comedy store wrestling podcast. Uh, will launch like I said early February. I'm thinking Valentine's Day will be when the episode drops. But follow at Comedy Store Records for now until uh, we get our own socials up and running as well. We want to take advantage of the build the audience that's already built into the comedy store, and then once everybody gets aware of it, then we can branch off. You know, nice, yeah. very cool, very cool. Definitely, I need to talk about some uh, Shane McMahon on there. Oh, my, my, uh, <laughs> yeah, my personal hero, my personal lord and savior. I'm not even into wrestling, but that's like the one dude that like I emotionally gravitate towards every time someone brings up wrestling. Shane for, McMahon for, for obvious reasons. Yeah, you got fired, bro. We're both billionaires and we both get fired fairly often. <laughs> I don't buy it for one second. No, it's a work. It's totally a work that he's getting fired. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's he, a he, PR he, move. He, he, they took a picture of him. He's living under a bridge right now in a cardboard box. That's not a work. <laughs> he was sucking a dude's dick. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I hope that uh, I hope he comes back, and I hope that he fights uh, like The Rock for, on pay per view <laughs> to redeem his name. So live on the Peacock. He's gonna show up on AEW, man. Oh, Watch, dude. he's gonna show up there and be like, Dad. <laughs> put his arm right around cm punk yeah right when, when's father's day that's when he has to come back <laughs> june yes yeah we'll he'll be back in at father's day i don't know i don't have a dad so oh that just got dark yeah, i'm sorry but all right, i have guys. one but he's nowhere to be found he's uh fled it fled from the federal government 
Damn. I got a computer back there, my work computer. I can probably find him. Just give me his details after we stop recording. I'm sure I can locate him. Lightning round, guys. Really quickly, before we get started on the actual topic, worst singer of all time. Go, go, Eddie. Stars off. Worst singer of all time? Yeah. Yikes. In an actual band, not some like local like. Not Yoko some, Ono. I can't say yeah, Yoko Ono. You can't be like, oh, this guy I met at a fucking at Wendy's parking lot. He was pretty bad. Uh, man, worst singer. Man, we what a... did. We already said Fieldy, so let's not do Fieldy again. Not Fieldy. Not, not to. Damn, that's a tough one. There's a lot of bad singers out there. Um, most of them are on that Instagram catatonic youths. I don't know if you've seen it or heard it, but you should. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I, I would say maybe like the dude from Buck Cherry. I, I can't stand his voice. I mean, no offense. I just, I don't uh-huh. like him. Um, I don't know. I'm not very biased when it comes to like, do you know who I hate most vocally? Huh? No, I don't know. It's a, t- it's a tough one. I can always find a way to appreciate somebody's voice if I, if I really want to, but I have to say anybody would be like Buck Cherry or fucking the dude from Click Click Boom or something like that. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I love how you said that because that's exactly how I fucking phrase him. I don't know what his name is. I just yeah, know that yeah. dumbass song. The, the dude click. from the Click Click Boom. Like, I guess. Yeah. Man, oh, Kid Rock. Uh, fuck him. Yeah. How about that? Pretty bad. <laughs> yes. Chad he Kroger. puts on a hell of a show in terms of like the, 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 there's like circus freaks on stage and strippers. It's a presentation, but him, yeah. no. Yeah. See, the thing about like you said, Shrek, Chad Kroger, but. To me, it's like, or the guy I, from I Puddle of it. Mud. I get it. Like, I don't like their music, and I don't like their vibe, and I don't like the whole thing. But at the same time, it's like I could, like, I oh. if I heard you sing, I wouldn't be like, oh, dude, you gotta stop. It's like, it's just not my thing. It's like country music. Like, I'm not gonna tell every single country music person stop. This is not good. <laughs> but that's how I feel about. It. That's how I feel about Puddle of Mud and that sort of thing. I was gonna like, say Puddle of Mud. You, yeah, yeah. that that's my number one. The guy yeah. from Puddle of Mud. If you ever did, you watch the thing recently where he did a Nirvana cover. Oh God! Oh, oh please look that up. They did a they did a cover of one of the Nirvana. I forget what song. Come as you are, maybe. I, I think the dude from uh from Creed is wow. more annoying to me. No, no, no. Scott you have Stapp? to hear this. He can't even sing the song. He oh goes my God! Off dude. key numerous times. He cracks. He's like, like. I would cringe and you just sit there like, no. Wow. Oh, man. And the, and the fucked up thing about it is like uh, Kurt Cobain. It's not like he has like this fucking. Yeah, he's not great. <laughs> but like yeah. it's appealing, you know, which will yeah. come in later on. It, 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 you know, it's not Mariah Carey where every octave is like pitch perfect or anything. But it's just like, wow, like you, you gonna fuck that up. Like, the, oh. yeah, I mean, I get that. Like, like I'm not a big Whitney Houston fan, but I know like. Mm. I could, if somebody sold me, if somebody's like Whitney Houston is the best singer ever, I'd be like, I'm not going to argue that. No, like, yeah. It's a total personal thing. And I get it. Like, I'm like, all right, Whitney Houston. Yeah, that, that's great. That's great voice. But if somebody's like, dude, big and rich, that's where it's at. Like, dude, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, with that garbage ass <laughs> shit, man. So uh, I guess that's a good, like, segue. Like, give me what? Can I have one second? I need to yeah, step yeah, away. Yeah. One second. Yeah. Oh, dude, you better not fart into the microphone. <laughs> He did it. He did it. Dude, that's why you guys got to subscribe to YouTube, dude. He literally just took his pants off and farted right into the microphone. <laughs> we are getting demonetized. Um, but anyways. Sorry, I forgot to feed my dog. Uh, that's what they call it, huh? Yeah, I, no, I, his food has to thaw out, and I just forgot it on the counter. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, uh, and I guess we could just throw it in Snoop there. Snoop Dogg. Uh, 
we have a seven month old German shepherd. And uh, one of his favorite things to do is like box. And like that uh-huh. dog can fucking like he can duck a punch. He can throw a punch. He can take a punch. We can take one and don't call SPCA on me. But like he's getting good <laughs> at like bobbing and weaving because I'll hit him with like like and I'm, it's not like I'm like fucking hitting him like yeah. Francis and Ganu or anything. But like I'm like staying I, above the belt. Yeah, but he's got me like pulling out like old school like gutter park tricks like where it's just like okay I'm gonna pretend like I'm gonna hit you with left but hit you with the right and he does this whole like like fucking like Floyd Mayweather thing I'm like god dang dog dang dude. I'm gonna put him in, like in street fights and shit that, hey you probably canceled. shouldn't do that you I'm probably canceled. shouldn't do any of that yeah canceled pizza but, cancel I'm just oh man that's that was a that's a tough one to follow up there, Jacob. Anyways, uh, to segue pro from beat- con in Jacob's <laughs> dream of making his of fighting dogs. All right, moving on. <laughs> let, let me ask you guys. Michael this. Vick ain't got shit on me. <laughs> so we talked about bad singers there. What what would you say is in your personal things that make a good singer? Like personal thing that makes your fucking like your heart tingle where it's like, damn, that just resonates with me in my heart. I'll go. I'll let Eddie go first. Um, I like range when it comes to being able to go from singing to screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can also go from screaming to singing, that's even harder. Mm-hmm. So I like, I appreciate when there's range there, like uh, anyone like uh, Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die, he has really good way of going in and out of screaming and singing. Have you had him um, on your pad- podcast? Uh, not yet. Soon. Oh, dude, now would be the time to get him. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a thing first, <laughs> and then and then he'll come on. Uh, he's doing go. a live Q and A thing where he's going to do a tell all live in front of an audience, and mm-hmm. then, then I'll have my my time. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is the that's one of the qualities being able to go from swing, singing to screaming. I also like it when they don't use uh, too much vibrato. That shit, that operatic, like Howard Jones from Kill Switch is. I, he's a great yeah. voice, but I can't stand the. Like, I want to walk away. So that that band, I think I've mentioned this in the podcast before. That I'm not a Kill Switch fan. I tried just because it, it it that's the thing. Like musically, everything about this I should like, and then I hear and I'm like, dude, this is like one step away from being like the Creed lead singer. Like, and, and it's not a diss if you like that band. I think it's like a decent band. But it's a it's well, you know, they have a different singer now. Yeah, 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 not there anymore. Um, but I love Jesse's style because he does the 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 power like he sticks to. He's not doing the vibrato thing, which is what I don't like. But yeah, definitely, you know, no vibrato, powerful belting. Um, I like the the screaming has to be good. I like real screaming, not the fucking some of these death metal bands like like mm, calm down. Oh, and, and, so I didn't know we were just doing metal bands, by the way, in this list. That's oh, I mean, I'm just saying because that's mostly what oh, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I respect that because that was one yeah. of the things that for me, like, I'll be honest with you, when I was putting this list together, there were, you know, I thought, like, how am I going to put, like, how am I going to not have this person, this person on this list? Like, how am I not going to have, like, fucking Aretha Franklin on here? Like, but then it's like, to me, it's like, well, I didn't, it's not one of the things, like, like I, I was this close. Like Jim Morrison was like that dude that was like, oh, is he on the list? Is he not on the list? He's like, if this, if he was on there, he'd be number six because like he was just like that guy that was just like, oh, you know. I I grew up listening to him. I grew up loving the Doors and Jim Morrison and that whole thing. But it was just one of those things that it was just like, you know what? It doesn't. It it wasn't the thing that like shaped me as a as a as a as a music fan later down the line. It did. It, it introduced me. It got me there. <laughs> Same thing with like corn. Like I grew up loving corn. Corn was a band that got me into metal. 
but Jonathan Davis didn't make this list because it was just as I got older, I got my my palate got more refined. And then that's where like now I'm like, okay, now that my palate's refined, these are the things that I really like Mm -hmm. and really look for. And it's like these five that I'm like, it's hard to put this list together. Yeah, yeah. And I know you pitched like, hey, how about we do a top 10? And I like the I like the the stress of like that, like what you just described, like, oh, who's on the precipice or whatever, because yeah. it really makes you like carve out all the fat kind of thing. And, and it, honestly, it's it's not even fat because like I was like, Jim Morrison is like, dude, that guy is like, you could tell me that that's the best singer. And I was I, thinking like Scott Weiland of, of like Stone Town Pilots. Like, I think he's one of the most underrated singers of all time. Just like he 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 did things that are just amazing with his voice. If you want to know what I'm talking about, listen to the song Atlanta by Sonzo Pilots. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most like touching songs and he kills it like vocally alone. And so like same thing with like David Bowie, I didn't put him on here. Freddie Mercury, I didn't put him on here. Um you know, just different different singers that just didn't make the list. They're just like, damn, can't make this. Maynard didn't make the list. Yeah. That, Trent that, Reznor didn't make the list. Yeah, those two killed me. Um for me Trent Reznor's not a good singer. I, I love all of his music, but He's, so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him on any best singer list. <laughs> so the, the funny thing about that is, like, I thought about that too, and I was like, you know what? There's nothing special about what he does, but no, there's yeah. something really unique to me about like when I heard when you hear the difference between a song like Hurt mm-hmm. and a song like March of the Pigs, and it's like mm-hmm. conveying emotion is like really hard to do. Like staying on like one track at all time. A lot of people do the one track thing. Like Jonathan Davis is one track guy. Like he's mm-hmm. angry guy. He's like tortured soul guy all the time. And like, I think Trent Reznor is one of the guys that can do both where it's like, like I am not only torture soul guy, but now I'm like dude in a suit that like actually can like hit the notes and like be there like as like a music teacher kind of thing. And that's the big thing for me is like, you got to make me feel what you're saying. We mentioned uh, Kurt Cobain earlier and there's not, I mean, for all intents and purposes, like he's not singing in Sunday choir. Right. Uh, But when he sings my girl on MTV unplugged, you feel that shit. Oh, I agree. I, and was, like, and that gives another you, dude that was like, yeah, he gives you goosebumps even just thinking about it. And to me, like, that's how I was able to pare it down. And it really changed my list from being like all metal, like, uh, you know, to like, okay, what, what makes me feel things? What, you know, what was that, by the way? Oh, metal. Ugh. I'm sorry. I apologize. God. Dude, Jacob, <laughs> so that's two strikes, dude. Jacob. <laughs> Cancel twice. Now you're canceled for metal injection. Uh, and you're not allowed dogs anymore. Yeah, you guys don't fucking put on a fucking Black Sabbath CD and fucking do this. You don't punch your dog when your dog's asleep. Metal. (laughs) Whenever Jacob sees his dogs is asleep, he just sneaks up on them and just bam. Wake the fuck up! It's metal time. Terrible. Terrible. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's hard to make a list like it, this. It is. And it's you totally gotta compart- compartmentalize it to like, okay, a favorite vocalist in a genre or like a style because I, it's I just so went much. with whatever like artists kind of shape me, like mold into like what I like now. Mm-hmm. And I think that what I like now and every every single one of these artists all kind of have like this one thing that's like it's kind of abstract, it's kind of their own thing. No one's really doing what they're doing. And and people that do do it like, he, and this is not a shot at the band load. You know the band load. Uh, like I I like the band load, but you can't fucking tell me that that singer's not trying to sound like Chino Moreno. Oh, absolutely. And it's I, like I mean that song of theirs, which is really good. It's a really good song. I love it. My wife's favorite song. I forget what is it really you? I think it's called. That's Pink Maggot. Yeah. 
Listen to those two songs side by side. It's the same guitar riff. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it, it's it's those are the types of things that I'm just like ah, you know, like that's why you're not making the list because you're clearly trying to sound like and 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 don't get me wrong, like that whole hero worship thing. Even like Greg from Dillinger, I think he does a little bit of that with like Trent Reznor and Mike Patton, that sort of yeah. thing. Like some of those little elements will come out of him sometimes. And I love Greg from Dillinger. Like I love Dillinger. Dillinger is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, and I appreciate that he's kind of a hodgepodge of like vocalist influences. The fact that he does like a massive attack song and can do like a nine inch nail song on the same album is like really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he didn't make the list either. So I think this would be a good place to like some honorable mentions, like throw some out there because I know like, yeah, we're going to talk about our top five favorite, uh, singers, but there's going to be some people that are just on the precipice. So you guys want to throw out some honorable mentions, Eddie, you got any? I do. I've got um, Robert Plant. Mm. I mean, who does? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Uh, Huey Lewis. Wow. Okay. That voice shaped me as a child for sure. 100%. So um, on top of that, I mean, honorable mentions. There's a lot. Like the dude from Circus Survive. I forget his name. Anthony uh, Green. Anthony Green. Great singer. Uh, guy from Coheed, Claudio Sanchez, great singer. Um, I'll even give uh, one shot to, uh, if we're going to do females, you know, we got to do Beyonce. It's true. She's one of the best singers of all time. I'm sorry. It's, she was, and she was in a group. So it's, it's, uh, it's I got to put her in that list. Her and, and what's the other one? Katy Perry. I'm a you sucker know, for that. Funny uh, you say Katy Perry. I was literally thinking about Katy Perry, not for the sense that I liked her singing, but I was thinking to myself, like, on paper, like Katy Perry should be like one of the best singers because she's always on pitch. She's always like everything, everything a music teacher would love, a vocals coach would love is Katy Perry. And there's something that pushes me away from that because everything that I love, like you mentioned, like Kurt Cobain. A vocal coach would hate Kurt Cobain. It's like, dude, you're sometimes you're not on pitch. Sometimes you're not like you're raspy. Eh. Yeah, like throat. (laughs) You're not doing this whole thing. And like, but at the same time, like there's something just draws you like you're like you're fucking like your soul connects to that. And I think when we had Ross Robinson on Ross Robinson talked about how he likes to let his singers like just get it, go with it. Even if you get off pitch, even if you're not on beat, like your your like soul will like link up with the music because that's what you naturally do as like a person like you just naturally move to the music and i i kind of agree with that every single one of these artists that i wanted on my list was like artists that i feel like link up with their music like really well and i almost feel like you could subtract katie perry's music from the from her background and put it on a different song and you won't even tell a difference and that's not a shot at her i think she's a great singer I, I i think that she's like dude if if there was a vocals coach i'm sure they heard her music and go like god damn great singer on pitch every time hits every note how can you complain she must be doing something right though because i mean worldwide i think she's the most uh streamed artist after bad bunny so i mean Jesus. Katy perry yeah even more than like those k-pop kids yeah she's she's above them like every songs like a billion like one like california girls billion uh, i kissed a girl billion you know kind of thing so, she's yeah. solid man she's solid yeah but um i guess for my honorable mentions uh, you mentioned whitney houston i i grew up with that music that was my mom's favorite singer growing up so something about like i mean she's perfect her voice is perfect she's powerful uh her songs just hit i uh, to go along with the female vocalist thing lady gaga 
like to me, like I've always said this to, to art, there's artists and there's performers and she's both, you know, that she, and she's got one hell of a voice on her as well. So I got to throw her out there. Obviously Marvin Gaye, um, come on, the, the silkiest, smoothest voice ever. Um, speaking of silky smooth, we got Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. I, you gotta love those things. And then take it back to middle. Middle. <laughs> um, to take it back there, obviously, um, this is going to be a surprise to anybody that personally knows me. I didn't put James Hetfield on my list. Um, yeah. But, Ooh, yeah. Um, but he gets an honorable mention because it's just like he he has moved me, you know. Yeah. Uh, his lifestyle it, determines his death style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have to give one more one more honorable mention, by the way, and it's a shameless plug. This week on the Rock and Roll Beer Guy podcast, the RRBG podcast, Brandon Boyd is oh, an nice. honorable mention. That, that dying man, piece of a man. He's still yeah, got it. He's, he's, he's becoming a Silver Fox kind of guy now. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely in my honorable mentions. He, I love everything he's done with Incubus. I mean, not everything. I, I kind of started falling off on like the seventh or eighth album. Like it's too many. Mm. But uh, you know, really great. And I think he belongs in my honorable mentions. I'm not and a also, huge Incubus fan, but um, but the Morning View album I always think is one of the most underrated albums out mm. there. Where it's like Science, yeah. Morning View, and Make Yourself are three untouchable albums to me. Yeah. I think. Uh, something about Morning View it just always puts me in that like that headspace of like, dude, I need to go to the beach and listen to this album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that screams fucking yeah. surfing right there. Yeah. Um, yeah um, also, too, Lemmy uh, to go down Ooh. that line of uh, thought where it's just like not a great singer at all, but there's just something there that's just so appealing. Just it draws you in. Uh, and then to go along the lines of great singers. Uh, Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington. It's just like those seeing oh, those guys dude, live. Chris Cornell, man. Suicide Twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of I, dark, um, I but I got the pleasure of seeing both of those guys live, and I got to admit I wasn't a fan before, but after seeing them do the do their thing live, I was like blown away. Like wow, like. That is fucking God-given talent right there. Chris Cornell, a guy that I hadn't thought about, but he's definitely up there in like vocalists where I'm just like, dude, no, nobody sounds like that guy. Like mm -hmm. there are things that he does vocally that are just like, wow. Possible. Yeah. Just, uh, I think for me, um, I didn't see like Dean Martin and like Frank Sinatra. Like those aren't even on my radar. Cause like, I didn't really, I don't really listen to that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Chris Cornell, got to give a shot to that guy. Uh -huh. Jim Morrison, got to give a shot to that guy. Also, too, I want to put Mariah Carey out there. I mean, I just, yeah, she can do everything. And it's like one of those, like, uh, uh, what is it? Like, uh, shame, but guilty pleasure. She's guilty like pleasure. one of my, she's one of my guilty pleasures. It's like, uh, I mean, all she wants for Christmas is you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Does she still make music? Is she still dating um, Nick Cannon? Nick Cannon? No, I think, I think she just makes a billion dollars every year during Down Christmas time. Time and to bring it. out the, the, the Santa Claus suit. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of like Katy Perry, though, like she owned the 90s. No artist sold more records mm -hmm. during the 90s than her. And I got to I can see why. Like mm -hmm. those first few albums when she was still married to Tommy Matola, like mm -hmm. fucking classic albums. Like I sorry. Yeah. Guilty uh, pleasure right there. I think so. Like, yeah, that, that uh, that's that's an interesting one. Um I think uh, Elliot Smith was like a one that was like, eh, it's close for me on the list. He's one of those dudes similar to like uh, a Kirk Cobain where it's like, dude, everything about his voice is so broken. 
And then just like growing up in a like Mexican household and hearing like Celia Cruz sing, like that was one of those things that's like, dude, Celia Cruz, like vocally, like amazing. Even in her like elderly stage, it was like, dude, yeah. so powerful. Um, um, I wish I had more metal people on here. Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish, not not a big Billy Eilish fan. I mean, but those that that goes down the road of like um, uh, like like taylor swift like taylor swift again great i i if you listen to a taylor swift song it's like god damn it like you're you're killing it you know like vocally you kill it every time not a big taylor swift fan but i really respect like this is not a knock on these artists just because i'm not a fan of them doesn't mean i don't respect what they do yeah yeah. i totally respect everything that they do because they kill it and what they're doing they kill it it's just really not my thing but well if that's um, the category then corpse grinder should be on the honorable mentions Oh, dude, yeah. Cannibal Corpse. I mean, he's got the craziest sounding death metal growl there is. And yeah. uh, there's some kind of controversy going on now with the, the douchebag from Six Feet Under saying he's the best death metal vocalist and that all, Cannibal Corpse is not. And I'm like, dude, shut up. No. Just shut up. Just yeah. stop. It begins <laughs> and ends. Come <laughs> on. It's George. It's fucking yeah. Corpsey. I'm sorry. And he's like the nicest guy ever, too. So it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. All I right. think I think that's it. I mean, I'm sure that there's like a bunch that like forgot to mention, but that's about. That's it. interesting that you said Celia Cruz though, because it's like, yeah, duh, like that should have been the one that I thought of. Yeah, if we're gonna oh, go Spanish. We'll be here all night. Willie Chirino, you know, and uh, what's well, his name? Get some Castro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really great yeah, Latin yeah. singers too that I yeah. just I can't even get into that. <laughs> that's yeah. too much. We'll keep it for the American you, listeners. <laughs> you you, yeah, you yeah. want to kick it off, Jacob? Yeah, sure. So number five was like a really hard one to uh, determine uh, just because I was going back and forth all week, like who is going to land at number five. But ultimately, it came down to like, hey, if these artists were both in their prime and I had an opportunity to just see one of them for that night and I got to see their whole catalog, uh, who would it be? Um, But number five for me is... uh, the air raid siren himself, Mr. Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden. And yes, there's everything that you can say about Iron Maiden, uh, but even his solo stuff, like he's just a consummate performer. And that voice is just so powerful. I mean, it inspired a whole genre of power metal, but the, the way he sings a song, he can be talking about, you know, some history story in a fucking textbook or whatever. Right. And like, you're just so fucking interested, but, Uh, I think of songs like hallowed be thy name and it's that goosebump factor. Like you're, you're talking about a dude that's going to his death, you know, at the gallows and whatnot. And it's just like, you, you, you picture yourself there. He's not fucking just singing a song. He is telling a fucking, he is a reporter telling a story. So number five for me, just Bruce Dickinson. I I fucking love that guy's voice. Right on. I, I thought, I thought, didn't you see him live? Oh yeah, I've seen Myron Maiden oh, okay. quite a few times. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said like, for some reason I I, I miss. And, and to add on to that, um, Blaze Bailey, I got to see Iron Maiden like when they had Blaze Bailey in the band. Same songs, like he would prefer perform some of the fucking same songs, and it just did it did nothing to me. Hmm. It did nothing for me. It was just like, oh wow, it's just so empty. But Bruce can sing a fucking Paul Diano song, and it's just like it just amplifies my pleasure for those songs so much more. So. So you started with metal. Yeah, that's pretty metal. That's pretty metal, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty metal. Metal, bro. Yeah. 
Uh, do you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? Where's my hot topic? My makeup. Up? You want to put those, like, dog I'll go. I'll go ahead. I got number five. I and then this is gonna be a a newer, I guess. If you know, we're talking Iron Maidens and whatnot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know his actual name because he is anonymous. He goes by the name Vessel, and he is a singer of Sleep Token. If you haven't heard Sleep Token, I highly recommend it. The guy's voice is out of control. He's got that high quality R&B kind of soulful, you know, high production pop radio voice, but he mm-hmm. incorporates it into super heavy kind of, you know, Deftones-ish, mm-hmm. um, Genty-ish metal mixed with a lot of like, like a song will start with just piano and him singing and it's this beautiful thing, like brings you to tears and then it ends with Meshuggah. It's the weirdest <laughs> fun. It's a, a complete from one side of the spectrum to the other. And like I said, some of the qualifying things for me is range. And that dude has insane range. Mm-hmm. And and I've seen videos of him singing it live. Perfect, pitch perfect every time. So I had to put him up there, even though he's like a newer talent. Vessel uh, from Sleep Token. Go listen to that. Have to check that out. Dude, that's like the, like that band contortionist. Like, oh man, that's an honorable mention right there. Yeah, that that's dude an honorable is, mention. Whew. That guy kills it. Like, yeah. I really, really like everything. Like, contortions does but um for me my number five jacob's favorite artist of all time bjork um (laughs) i i love bjork i think that she does things vocally that like no other humans doing she doesn't nobody sounds like bjork oh she doesn't try to sound like anyone else um very much an individual too yeah i mean just super interesting i i was that was one that i fought i was like how can i put bjork in front of jim morrison and i just think bjork has done it longer than Joe Morrison was ever alive. Has done it for two acts, not only you know as Bjork herself, but as when she was in the band Sugar Cube, um, and just like the things that she does vocally are just like super interesting because she doesn't just do it for herself. I mean, she's done collaborations with Mike Patton. She's done collaborations with Death Grips. She's done collaborations with like her her palette is so like wide that I'm just like blown away like, I, I don't think i've ever been disappointed in, in a bjork uh like album or any like of her soul like acts or whatever it may be like they're always just super interesting like they're never boring never a dull moment with their vocals like um i'd be really interested to see what a what a vocalist coach would 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 say about her vocals just because it's it's almost like the way you're not supposed to sing, that's how she sings it. And it's like, that to me is super interesting because it still sounds beautiful as hell. So that's my number five. Nice. Well, I guess number four for me, um, wearing a shirt, the Prince of Dark, the Prince of Darkness, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, another metal fucking uh, entry. Look at you talking metal. shit and your two of your yeah. names are metal. Yeah, I'm a metal dude sometimes, <laughs> baby. Um, but yeah, I, I, I knew Ozzy automatically, like when Art pitched this topic, I knew automatically, first name that popped up into my head was ozzy because when you think of metal um to me it begins and probably ends with ozzy osbourne i mean obviously he was there you know during the inception with black sabbath um he leaves black Sabbath or gets fired from black sabbath rather uh and all throughout the 80s um he's probably the most important uh solo artist in the metal genre uh, go fast forward into the 90s and the 2000s. Uh, Ozfest was a super influential uh, festival for springboarding. You know, many of our favorite 
uh, artists, as well as you go back to the eighties, you know, springboarding a bunch of, you know, opening acts, you know, like, like Metallica and whatnot. Um, but just like that year for the genre, like that guy, he, he is to me, that guy that just holds the banner for uh heavy metal. And it's just, I, I, again, like art was saying with Bjork, Ozzy's is not a great singer, but there's just something just so satisfying about his voice to me. Even like when he's singing like a song, like my mom coming home, a uh, very much a ballad. It's just like, you feel that song, you know, like everything that Ozzy is doing, he's doing it you know, with soul, you know, he's not Sam Cooke or Aretha Franklin, but he's singing with soul. And I very much appreciate that. Or he can be silly, goofy, um, you know, doing something like that. And, but I just, I feel everything he does. And it's just so satisfying, so entertaining. And I, I love it. So number four, Ozzy Osbourne. One of the times I saw Ozzy, he, it was one of those Ozfests, and he didn't sing a single song. He spent, <laughs> the band was playing the songs and he was like, I can't fucking hear you. Well, pull out your cigarette lighters. And then he's like spraying people with a fireman's hose. Like he wasn't doing, he wasn't singing any of the songs. He's up in a chair that's like floating around. Like they had, they put this machine to pick him up and like carry him around while he hosed the audience down. Like what the shit? All aboard. <laughs> oh man um all right number four for me thank you for uh, shooting out my goddamn number four no, he's a great singer i i love ozzy yeah oh, i love ozzy too come on yeah uh i actually here's an old man story uh of ozzy real quick i went online using prodigy you remember prodigy the internet service provider yeah, yeah. do yeah I was in a chat room in Prodigy, and uh, they had a contest. It was like whoever answers this question first uh, gets uh, wins a prize from Ozzy Osbourne, and Ozzy was in the chat room supposedly. Oh wow! And uh, I jumped in, and it was uh, what? Where was he born? What was the city of birth? I just put London, just like a shot it out there. I'm like he's British, London, and and it was, and I won. And he sent me an autographed copy of Osmosis on CD. Nice. And gave me a little shout out in the chat room. I'm like, oh, uh, Eddie Torres. Oh, his <laughs> osmosis, my, my greatest work. I actually I dig that album. I like Perry, Perry Mason. Mason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number four for me is one that my wife quotes me because of my reaction to him every time she puts him on. Uh, and I say, you know, that man has no business having that voice. Uh, and it's Dallas Green of Col City and Color. The dude has the voice of an angel, and I hate him for it. He has no business <laughs> being that good. He's also in the band Alexis on Fire. He's the good part. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, he he's he's the one that sings really pretty. Because mm -hmm. then, if you listen to Alexis on Fire, there's a guy screaming, and then there's really pretty vocals, and it's his vocals. But he does his solo stuff, acoustic stuff, under the name City and Color. Dallas Green has, like I said, the voice of an angel flawless every time and it and it makes me furious so he's number four <laughs> nice i guess yeah. fury could be an emotion that incites you so well it it's fury is my main mood so coffee. oh damn, <laughs> oh, damn. watch out ladies mm -hmm. <laughs> he's furious <laughs> the um, cuban missile crisis eddie torres <laughs> that's my new podcast <laughs> oh, the cuban missile crisis <laughs> 
<laughs> Watch out, ladies. He's fast and he's furious. He's coming for you, ladies. He's ready to explode. Sponsored <laughs> by Bang Re- Energy Drink. Whoa, yeah. I, I heard something in my head. Bang Energy Drink and Fleshlight. <laughs> the Cuban <laughs> Missile Crisis. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, number four, Dallas Green. How about nice. you, Art? Solid pick. Um, I'm going with uh, Mr. Cedric Savala of the Mars Volta mm-hmm. at the drive-in. Um, his pers- his own solo stuff. Uh, he's a dude, you know, we mentioned Sela Cruz earlier. Uh, he's a dude that really embraces all those roots, mm-hmm. punk rock roots, the Aussie roots, the Sela Cruz roots. And you hear it all in his vocals when he like shoots into the Latin vibes and his, in his vocal styles. You hear it when, you, when he goes into like his like punk rock style singing he goes into like that Led Zeppelin-ish kind of vibe. Like mm-hmm. they do all these things all in one band because he kind of has to whenever he's in in Mars Volta. Like Mars Volta's everywhere, all over the place. Like you got to keep up. You need a singer that can keep up with this madness of, of music. And he's a dude like Cedric. Cedric, I remember the first time I heard, uh, on, I think I heard, I heard at the drive-in before I heard, before I heard Mars Volta, like most people, because that's how it came out. Um, and I actually didn't know, I didn't pay attention to it, but I didn't even know it was a guy singing just cause he was hitting so many high notes. And I was right, like, God yeah. damn, like, yeah, and then I killer. heard it and then I heard it. I heard, I think I heard like one arm scissor. And then I, the, the widow was like, I was, I heard the widow and I was like, Oh my God, like this dude is just like incredible. Like everything this guy touches, like every song is just like so well like put together and like he has like a darkness to his voice it's very rich it's very latin it's to quote benny goodman if it ain't got that swing it ain't got that thing and like his voice always has that thing where it's just like god damn like you just you just you just know how to execute somebody he shouldn't be that talented yeah huh? like he's and what a performer too man the dude's doing splits in the air and oh, shit yeah yeah that you guy know, throwing gave me the a mics. concussion uh he, <laughs> he gave me a concussion at the at, at the uh what's the 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 la palladium oh yeah, show yeah. when when uh, at the drive-in and he like landed on my head and my head hit the hit the rail oh uh, yeah that, i and then my buddy ben was like you good to drive and i was like uh i guess so i guess i'm good to <laughs> drive let me fall asleep don't worry about the con- the concussion i just got <laughs> um yeah he's he's great man um he loved mars volta and, and at the drive-in loves the way he performs he's also fucking hilarious yeah. and if you should follow him on instagram because he, he posts a some ridiculous funny. shit <laughs> and and he's like seems like the coolest dad ever because like yeah. he always dresses up his kids as like batman and robin he's got two twin boys yeah and uh everything is like comes in pairs with them and then he also does this weird thing and i don't know if he's still doing it where he'll just post random celebrities as cyclopses <laughs> Like he'll yes. just be like, "Here's Kevin Hart, but it's a Cyclops," <laughs> <laughs> and it like makes no sense. But he just does it so much that it just becomes funny after a while. <laughs> yeah, no, he's good, man. He's always talking about you know chanclas and people getting yeah. beatdowns from when they were little kids. Like he's very uh, in tune with his Latin heritage. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Jacob, what's your number uh, three already? Yeah, number three. Well, we're powering through this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, number three. Uh, another artist like I knew immediately was going to be in my top five. I just had to do like the the whole bracket system to figure out where he was going to land. Um, just because vocally it's just like perfect. And on many lists, you know, when you talk about like the greatest, you know, front men of all time, a lot of lists put him at number one. Um, it's Freddie Mercury. Um, 
I love everything Queen has ever done with him. And it's it's again, it goes back to that goosebump factor. Like you can have a silly song like Bicycle, and it's just it's I, I there's no there, you can't put words behind it. It's just it's just awesome. And it's just the way it's arranged and everything. And just when you hear like the behind the scenes about how he wants it to sound like an opera and all these things that hadn't hadn't been done before and really haven't been done since to the quality that it has been done. It's just like, wow. Like, and just the, you talked about range. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie Mercury wasn't out there doing like death metal growls or anything like that, but he probably could, if he was still alive and influenced by that and whatnot, it's just like, imagine Freddie Mercury in his fifties doing like a crowbar type of band. (laughs) With a giant beard right now. I could see it. Awesome. Well, even- Hanging out with Rob Halford and shit. And speaking <laughs> of speaking of that vein, I remember the last time we saw Judas Priest, uh, me and my boy Greg, we were talking about that too. Like uh, we were very much into like painkiller at the time. And we we're like, how badass would it be like if during painkiller, like he's all pain, like that just high pitched like thing he goes into. If all of a sudden like he just drops it into a growl, like we were literally talking about that on our way to see them. And then all of a sudden, like he Judas Priest plays fucking painkiller, and then all of a sudden he just goes from pain, like, and I was like, "Holy fuck, Rob, what the hell's going on? You're half crippled, and you're doing this." <laughs> but to bring it back to Freddie Mercury, like I could totally see him doing that, and then doing some crazy operatic shit to it. But Goosebump Factor, just every song, you know, somebody to love. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody just hit me with it. Like, there's, there's a at least one part in every queen song where freddie mercury is just like making me feel something he's a tough dude to cover like uh you mentioned bohemian rhapsody one time i saw between the bear and me live and like that dude what's the dude from between the bear and me's name Tommy um, guile like oh, he's a, he's a great singer with like nobody's gonna knock that he's not a good singer or anything like that but he did Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's just like, dude, Freddie Mercury, come on, man, how are you gonna try to cover Freddie Mercury? And then this yeah. guy's like a great singer too. It's like. It's like it's tough, man. It's a it's a tough one. Dude. Like Freddie Mercury is like there's levels to this. Yeah, shit. it's like, like dude, Freddie Mercury is like up there where it's like, dude, that's like a one in a million kind of voice. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. So number three, Freddie Mercury. All right. And you're right too. Like even Maynard did a cover of a Queen yeah. song and he couldn't do it right. And he didn't do he, it justice. And when the between the barrier me when I saw was live, Maynard did it in the studio and it was just like, ah, uh, it's all right. It's good. Okay, it's good, but yeah, yeah it's, it's like yeah, it's like yeah, Maynard's version, and I love Tool. I, I'm a big Tool fan. I love Pussifer. He did that cover for Pussifer, and yeah. like I love Maynard, but that one was just like mm, not as good, dude. It did go along those lines that you guys are talking about. Um, there's obviously there are artists like you know John John Lennon and Paul McCartney, and you know artists like that where yeah, they're good singers, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on the Beatles at all. I love the Beatles. But there's a lot of Beatles songs that are out there that have been covered by other artists like since, you know, their breakup. And I feel like those artists kind of do those songs better justice because just because John Lennon and Paul McCartney are just top tier fucking songwriters. But there's better singers out there. But it's to me, it's in the reverse with Freddie Mercury, which is like anybody that tries to cover that motherfucker songs like you you ain't doing it like that. That's 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 the song. That's you're you're not topping it. But it, that, even like a band like a Beatles, like there's What's songs. That that, one Beatles song is like Mr. Captain Mustard or something like that. Mr. Mustard. Mr. Mr. Mustard. Yeah. yeah. I heard a cover of that song by uh four stroke Baron and like four stroke Baron is like kills it where it's like, oh yeah. man, 
I I I kind of agree with you, and I kind of don't. Like, I just I just think like the Beatles, like don't touch the Beatles. <laughs> but like Four Stroke Baron did kill that. Like, oh, but I Mushroom. feel like there's a lot of yeah. fucking songs out there. Yeah, that, like, yeah. I'm like, oh wow, I like the the cover version yeah. a little bit. Same better. thing with the Doors. Like, just don't touch the Doors. Oh yeah, I totally agree with you yeah. on that. Yeah, but Eddie, number three. Number three is a tie. <clears throat> These two bands are very important to me personally. Uh, they are in incredibly influential in, in what I've done with music. Um, Puddle of Mud. Yes, Puddle of Mud and Nickelback. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I incredibly influential. One of two of my favorite bands of all time. Um, and they played. I most of the times I saw these bands, I saw them playing live together. So this is why I'm putting them in the same slot together. Okay. Um, Dillinger's Escape Plan and Every Time I Die. Keith and Greg are tied for third. They're, you know, Greg has an insane range. Like we were talking about, he does, like you said, he does mimic a little bit of like a Trent and a little bit of Mike Patton-ish. Uh, but when, and even with Dillinger itself, I, I was like, he's great, but he's not number one or two or anything like that. And then I saw what he was doing with Black Queen. Oh yeah, yeah, and that like is synth pop industrial vibe. It just blew up the the spectrum of what he was capable of for me, and that's why I think now he's you know number three and tied with Keith because Keith has also the same crazy range, uh, similar style, but his leg up is that he's and in, in if this was top five lyricists of all time, Keith Buck would be number one. He is the greatest living active lyricist of our generation of many generations. His lyrics are untouchable and, and their poetry. So that's why he gets a spot in number three as well, tied with Greg. But, uh, to, to do a little uh, ask kissing to Keith, uh, even though I, I like Dillinger way more than Every Time I Die, but um, Keith has so many like jokes in his lyrics that I'm always like blown away, but they don't come across as corny. Like, yeah. I forgot what song it is where he's just like, either you or I or both. And it's just like that little line alone is just like funny when when you when you say it out loud. Or it's just like, well, because it doesn't matter. Like a lot of this lyric, he has so many of those like little clever like puns in his lyrics that are just like. I, I don't know about best lyricists, but he's up there like he just knows how to like come up with clever ass fucking songs that are just like. No yeah. one else is doing stuff like that. Yeah, and it's not just—I mean, the jokes are hilarious and they're awesome. Mm -hmm. And but he'll he'll say like a few lines that you know. As soon as I like, I hear it and I look up the lyrics. I'm like, holy shit! Oh no, like, yeah, yeah. Like map change some of the lyrics in that song. You know, like I'm the man that sank Atlantis. It's like what? Like that? It shouldn't affect me that way. Mm -hmm. That those lines, but it does. The and, uh, factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but you know, it can't. I can't mention Keith Buckley without sh expressing my disappointment with the way uh, the t the band broke up. Just the way they broke up. If they were going to break up, just break up. But the way that they handled that was kind of sad. It I came out of nowhere and it hurt my feelings. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> it hurt my feelings. It it hurt my feelings because I saw all of a sudden I started seeing all these people posting all this. Uh, every time I die stuff. And I was like, Oh, cool. They must be coming out with an album or something. And I like read more into it. And I was like, Oh, they broke up out of nowhere. Yeah. Great. Enough. They did put yeah, out a new album. A they just put out a new album, but yeah. Yeah. I was like, great. Now January is like officially the worst month ever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Number three, Greg and, and Keith tied, tied for third. That's um, it. For, for my number three, uh, this one was 
I didn't. I, this guy, I, I knew as soon as this idea was pitched, I knew this guy was going to be on the list. I just didn't know where. Um, uh, but it's Mike Patton to to kind of piggyback off of the whole Dillinger thing. Uh, another guy that was another singer of the Dillinger Escape Plan, a guy that's done Faith No More, is Fantosma, um, Tomahawk, uh, Peeping Tom, like every single like. He's one got of like thirty-seven band. projects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This this guy is just incredible. Like the, what's that album he has? The, how to make music to make love to your old lady too, with mm, Dandy yeah, Lovage. 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 Yeah, Lovage. Like that album to me is just like, dude, this guy did a trip hop album. This guy did like a mathcore album. We've had like almost every member of Dead Cross on this yeah. podcast, except for <laughs> Graham, except for Mike Patton. Um, if you ever get Mike Patton on there, please, if you could just. Like send him a hug, something like just so he knows that just so that he knows that I exist in this world. Okay, he, all right. He is, he is like a, a big big like influence in my life. I love the guy, Mr. Bungle. Uh, another Mr. Bungle, yeah. Uh, and one fun fact about him is he's really into Laserdisc, uh, a lost art of Laserdisc, and uh, okay. kind of got me into Laserdisc. I actually own a Laserdisc copy of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. Um, so. It's like That's, vinyl for movies. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of vinyl for movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, very interesting guy. If you don't, he's an eight octave guy. I barely talked about his vocals, but he is an eight octave guy where like his vocal range is all over the place. He doesn't sound the same twice on album to album, song to song. Even in the same song, he might sound like three different people. It's ridiculous what he can do vocally, and I just love the guy. I think he's so such a genius, so clever. I, and I didn't mention him, mention him on our honorable mention, but he definitely was on our, my honorable mention list just because I knew he was going to be on your list list. Uh, but yeah, it just it, when you talk about his influence on music, right? Faith No More, they start like what in 1979. They they influence you know people in thrash metal like Metallica and Megadeth and whatnot, and then you fast forward. Other- corn you know with the new metal and whatnot right it's just like it's so amazing see then you mentioned all the other projects that he's affiliated with and this whole new generation of artists that yeah. have come out from like the 2000s to the you know where we are at now and it, he he's very much an influence so it's just like it's rare unless your name is fucking paul mccartney or fucking john lennon that to, to put your have your fingertips in all of these these genres that you've influenced and whatnot and it's just tipping my hat to him well, yeah, I mean, he's a. I think a lot of people have like. I'm sure Greg from Dillinger Escape Plan has just as many influences, but but this guy actually has his his like fingerprints where he's done music with Massive Attack and Bjork. Mm-hmm. He's done music with with uh, Team Sleep. He's done music with like I, I don't know. I just like it goes on the Melvins. He's like been everywhere. Like just you name the genre he's been in there like, what is the uh the opera shit he does i forget the name mondo kane yeah nope. where he sings in italian he like yeah. learns different languages it's like yeah, yeah. he's he's, yeah. he's on my what? list of uh honorable mentions too for sure 100 yeah. percent. one of my first bands was called stoma and uh we this the band was like it, it was we were trying to sound like a mike Patton project so i had to kind of i couldn't i wasn't using my own voice I was trying to sound like Mike Patton the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, not a not a bad guy to imitate. Yeah. yeah, you had the megaphone and the effects and the woo, ah, woo, woo, ah, kind of sounds that every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, it was pretty intense. <laughs> uh, nice, Jacob. What's uh, your number two, sir? Number two. So number one and two. Um, this was a really hard one, like like five and six uh, to come down to, 
and it switched from day to day and it might switch an hour from now it might switch a week from now when, while i'm editing i'm probably going to regret saying oh i should have put him at number one and the other dude at number two but um uh number two uh it's michael jackson um that is very much the first artist that i grew up loving uh when he was a puerto rican um dude that whole bad era that's like what got me into music was that bad era of michael jackson not not the bad era where he was doing bad things and getting arrested for things we shall not mention but you know the album bad and uh me and my uh my friend mr chris mcglue we did a whole review a classic album review of the album bad and while i was doing the research for that album uh, there was a sound engineer slash vocal coach uh, who was breaking down um, everything that, you know, Michael was doing, you know, during his performance of, you know, each song. And it was super interesting because he would take a snippet of what Michael was singing. And he goes, what he is doing right here. Yeah. Not only is it like aesthetically pleasing to the ear and whatnot, but there are so many different things going on that he's doing with his voice that I can bring in the best singer. I can bring in a Mariah Carey, a Whitney Houston, a Lady Gaga, uh, you know, who, whoever. Right. And I can tell them about this technique that Michael is using right here. Uh, and they might be able to replicate one or two of those, but homeboy is doing like 10 different things that is not being appreciated unless you have like a trained ear and, oh yeah, not only is he doing that, but every syllable that he is hitting, he is putting emotion in there. Uh, those little, like those little things, like those little add-ons or whatever, he, they, they just add on to the emotion of the song. And I keep bringing up the the word and the phrase goosebump factor. Uh, when I hear a song like She's Out of My Life or Ben, where he's basically singing about a pet rat dying, um, stupid shit like that. You like you're That's from ma- the soundtrack to Ben, isn't it? Yeah. He's making me care about something that I probably wouldn't care about. Uh, the Free Willy song, uh, Will You Be There? Uh, dirty diana things like that like it's just that thing like you make me care like because michael cares about this song uh, and yeah there's a lot of artists since him that have been able to do a lot of similar things but to me like there hasn't been an artist since in my opinion that has done that that has cared so much about every intricate beat like when you see him dance like he's feeling every drum beat. He's feeling every bass line. He's like every, everything in the music. He is the music. It's like it's like that Bruce Lee quote, like become the water. You yeah, know, yeah. like that's what he is. He's becoming the music. He is the personification of the music that he's singing. And for that, maybe I regret putting him at number two instead of number one. But Michael Jackson, number number two for me. King of pop. He's very solid. It was a solid choice. I didn't even think of him. Because, you know, since the whole controversy and the children, I kind of just like, all right, well, you I'm canceled them. I kind of canceled them. Not you like intentionally, a... but I just kind of did. Is it, is it, well, we never, he, he died without, without resolve, whether we ever found out if that was... dude absolutely touched children. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I, I, I agree with you there. And I, I feel like that's not, it's not canceling someone for molestation. I think that that's like, it's called going to jail. Like it's, it's like it's not everyone that's in prison's been canceled. It's like no, right, it's, right. it's the legal system is what we're right. talking about here. Yeah, no, I, I still respect his music. He's still the king of pop. I mean, when I was a little kid, one of those MTV awards, he did a performance at I, I, 91, 92. I don't remember. He comes out with the white shirt and the black pants and does a 
crazy performance of like all his songs and the smooth uh operator not, is it smooth, not smooth operator. Criminal. that's Sade, smooth criminal um Sade, honorable mention um amen yeah but when he did the you know smooth criminal lean and everything like it was i was obsessed with it i would watch it on repeat when i was a kid because like what the fuck and we just was a covered, human doing that <laughs> we just covered a topic last week about the disappearance of david lewis i want to say um uh, where the super bowl the, the whole thing revolves around him missing around the super bowl uh, the halftime show, probably the best halftime show of all time, uh, was Michael Jackson at that Super Bowl. That's where he like appears on a column and just stands there for like fucking 30 seconds and everyone's or like 30 minutes. And no, nobody knows what the hell's going on. And also he disappears in a different column. Yeah. And it's like, damn, how do you do that shit? What the fuck? He's a ghost. David yeah. Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you. Dude, he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's nuts, dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah he definitely touched some kids. Yeah, uh, number two, <laughs> speaking of nuts, <laughs> speaking of nuts, number two, um, I also want to do another honorable mention. Sorry, since you mentioned Michael Jackson, I completely also blanked Prince. That's another honorable. I mean, the guy's insane. Mm. His range is insane. He His was also a great Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, I was. I, I was there. I set up that stage. You with did. The, you were at the Mike. Bears Bears game um, in Florida. What that was? What like fifteen years ago today? In Florida. Yeah. In yeah. Miami, yeah. I there's, was there. I, I I slept. I slept on in that stadium for two weeks. Dude, you've done everything. You're like Benjamin Button, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I dude. It was miserable. It was the worst experience ever. It was raining. We were building stages, uh, like building like scaffolding and staging while lightning is hitting. We're like, I'm gonna die. This is what's gonna happen today. <laughs> and the rain isn't even purple yeah and it's like no but so okay so if you remember during that performance it started raining purple correct it was fucking and it wasn't really raining purple it was raining and then the lights, lights but yeah uh but dude it was what a night and like you know they I, during the we have to run out and grab the stage parts and the whole thing like we were there for two weeks loading that wow. up man i got to meet uh ario speedwagon uh, I believe Inner Circle, the dudes of the Bad Boys song for the. Uh, oh night. wow! <laughs> uh, they were there. John John Cicada John Cicada performed that day. Oh wow! Out of nowhere, I know. Uh, what was the other one? Um, what was the girl from the Black Eyed Peas? Fergie. She performed. I was told not to make eye contact with her. <laughs> it was it was crazy. That was a crazy two and a half weeks sleeping in my car, sleeping in the underneath the bleachers, like in a hammock, like it just. Finding wow. not sleeping for days, and my buddy that sounds Nick like and a I... scene out of Scarface, like when they're like, Oye, como va? dude, I can't <laughs> wait till they make the Eddie movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, sorry, number two, Chino Moreno, F tones. Sorry, I mean, I'm it going, sucks. I'm making this, I'm making, <laughs> I'm making this list based on me, like what I enjoy most, not yes. just best talent or best voice. Uh, so number two, Chino, you know, ever since I heard board, uh, I was in for life, uh, dude's a beast team sleep is amazing. Uh, everything he's done with the Deftones is great. All the, all the pro other projects that he's done with like, you know, palms. crosses, palms, all, all that stuff. Yeah. his guest appearances on like seven dust and uh, other, other, you know, appearances that he's done. They're all great. So I'm a God. Yeah, Chino, Chino is the the number two for sure. Uh, I you know he's undoubtedly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Art. Chino is also my number two. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I think he's one of those dudes that like 
there's something like magical about his voice that I've never heard anyone duplicate. Um, he it, it's it's like sensual, it's angry, it's all these things. I hear other people have hints of it, but never like never can duplicate every single aspect of his voice, where it's just like you came close, but you came short. And he just does it. He just does it song after song, project after project, just incredible singer, incredible like lead lead singer, very charismatic, very fun to watch live. I uh, I love everything. I'm a huge Deftones fan, so it was no surprise that he was going to make the list. Um, just uh, and I'm, I'm glad you had him at number two because now we have them both at number two, and we don't have to. I don't have to wait till like, oh, I had him at number four, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he he um, everything is, that Eddie said. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also one of those that like uh, he's one of the last that I can think of front men that women like die for like dude he's like he, he goes, Morrissey, dude yeah he goes into the crowd and it's just like ah they're like trying to touch they just want to touch him it's like a madness so yeah. well, dude like, too though man like he's got that yeah. effect on dudes yeah. i've been to quite a few uh death you tried concerts. touching him you tried touching him is that what's going on yeah you just grab squeeze grabbing a little fucking uh, chile right there but um and he's super laid back dude like yeah you, you you're if you just show up early you stay late after a Deftones concert you're just gonna come out there and like take a picture with you hang out like oh, grab yeah. it up you know he uh, seems like the kind of guy like you can like hey you want to go get some taco bell and play some john madden he'd be like yeah fuck it let's do it he won't yeah. go play some john madden, madden. <laughs> he won't go play john madden with uh he might go get food, but he's not gonna go play drum. <laughs> but he has that. He has that vibe. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's uh he was at a a Portland Timbers fan. He's he's like all in on the Portland lifestyle now. Like he's all about those like microbreweries and like he's at Portland Timber games now and like all this stuff. Like yeah, he he he's he's all in on the Portland lifestyle now. So he's he's left behind. You got a um, unicycle too. He, I don't know if he's he, no, he's like that. He's like the whole like microbrew guy now. Like, you know, I think he live. He doesn't live in Portland. I think he lives in like um, not Beaverton, uh, whatever that mountainish town is. But like, he's all he's, he's got a house out here in the hills too. Y- yeah, doesn't I know he visits with uh with uh Sean Lopez all the time. So because yeah. they have that band together, it crosses. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, absolutely. Like one of my favorite singers, Deftones is like one of those, the bands that like backwards. I know their music, and I just love everything that he does. It's just so lush, and it's just you know. Let me ask you something really quickly. How do you feel about the Gore album? Because there is a tinge of, of on that album where they do a lot of an effect, like a fuzz effect every time he screams, and yeah, that's always drove me crazy. Because like, why are you doing that to Chino's vocals? Like he's such a great singer, and even his screaming kills it. Why do you have to add that fuzz effect to his to his screaming? Yeah, the production on that album is lacking uh, overall. I mean, just his voice his voice is not mixed well. It's also that those effects suck. Um, the writing is a little eh, it's okay. You know, there's a few bangers, but there's a that it's definitely on the bottom of my list of Deftones album for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm not a big fan of that record. Yeah, I think I think if uh, you would have switched the producer and had Terry Date in there. Oh yeah, you might have had a much better album. Well, that's yeah. why they went back to him for Ohms. Ohms is incredible, though. I love Ohms. Yeah, it's Terry Date. Terry Date's the producer for them. Oh, I think they God, need to uh, stop fucking and, around. And if you want to, if you're just like, I don't know about this Deftones, uh, I don't know about this Gene Moreno. Speaking of Ohms, the song "The Spell of Mathematics." Just listen to that song and like, 
that that's everything you need to know about Chino. It's just like the spell, and that's just like his most current album, where it's just like this is him at like age forty something, and it's like, you know, he's like mid forties, late forties, or whatever he's at now, and like, you know, he's still killing it vocally. Like, I, I do want to say this. I know we have a few listeners. One last time Eddie was on, we were uh, breaking down a uh, uh, White Pony and whatnot, and there was a couple of listeners. Uh, who was like, yeah, I checked it out, and m- it most of them, sucked. most of them loved it. And uh, there was people like Jordan who uh, did not enjoy it. But mm-hmm. um, for those people that do not enjoy Deftones, my suggestion is if you don't have a Valentine uh, this Valentine's Day, uh, what that's like, what like ten days? Yeah, days today's the like fourth, so ten days from now. Yeah, ten days from now. Um, I, my suggestion is is you get one of your closest buddies. Uh, you know, dim the lights, maybe put on some John Madden, maybe do get some, you know, Taco Bell or whatnot. You keep uh, calling it John Madden. Madden. <laughs> the John Madden game. Yeah, the John Madden football game. Uh, maybe put that on, uh, dim the lights down low and put on the song Passenger. And I guarantee you guys will both have a very great movie. anal. Dude, yeah. You guys are going to make out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> What's your number one, dude? Number one. <laughs> Woo! You kind of you kind of already brought his name up uh, in your honorable mention there, Joel Madden. Yeah, John Madden from Good Here's Charlie. a guy. Here's a guy. Boom! Tough acting to acting, and here's my recipe for the turducken. Uh, no, um, <laughs> Good Charlotte, Joel Madden. Here we go. <laughs> yes. So we mentioned him earlier. So puddle of mud, puddle of mud. Uh, Chad Kroger. Um, just want to say that song that he did with uh, Josie Scott on. Look the- at this photo. Uh, what is that? Say hero he, has that save us. he has that song about like hitting women. That's like, it's like you, you think are, you think you're a man because you hit a woman. Never, well, I don't know very Nickelback songs, but I've never seen. I've never heard that song in my life. Yeah, dude. He's like, and although that's impressive, it doesn't mean much. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? No, no. It's supposed to be like anti like spousal abuse, but he like there's a he's like you know what like it's still kind of cool you hit women. <laughs> the rule of thumb. I, I Look it up, everybody. It. Uh, no, my number one is uh, the artist that was given the name Prince, then formally named Prince, and then died uh, with the name Prince. Um, I've said it many, 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 many times during the life of this podcast. My favorite album of all time is Purple Rain, um, but when you look at the the catalog of what it's something crazy like 24 26 albums that he put out during his lifetime uh they all say written by produced by performed by sung by prince nelson and um i knew he was going to be on my list i didn't know if he was going to be number one uh, or not uh just because again that goosebump factor and then you know when i'm doing you know my my chores at home doing yard work or just you know just need need some time by myself i put on like like you know random songs by all of these artists and kind of like down that line with like what i was talking about with michael jackson where like you feel the songs prince does the same exact same thing but he bumps it up a little bit more where it's like almost a spiritual experience like you mentioned it you know that super bowl halftime show with purple rain when you listen to that that ending part it's like you're in church it's like the holy spirit has entered your body or you know some you know fucking deity or whatnot it's it's a spiritual uh awakening um and that's how i feel like when i listen to a prince song or you know it could be a sexual awakening you know he's got a lot of songs like sexual that. sexual eruption yeah um pussy control. yes 
<laughs> to put that song on tell me you ain't gonna get a hard-ass dick and want to fuck your woman but um yeah i just i just there's something to that where it's just like yeah michael jackson he had quincy jones uh you know freddie mercury he had brian may and the luxury of having other great artists in their band uh ozzy yeah of course you know you have you know the other members of black sabbath and randy rhodes and zach wilde and stuff uh bruce dickinson you know iron maiden you know all 17 guitar players that they have in there but um with prince it's it's for the most part it, it was just him and, and charlie murphy true yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not only what was he creating music for himself at a very high level uh, but he would, you know, create secret bands where it was all him, but he would put Morris Day as the front man and be like, you know what? This music is too outlandish for me. How about I write all the music, arrange it, do everything, but you just sing the shit. You, you play the character that I have envisioned in my head and then you get the time. Uh, then you have all these girl groups that come out and, you know, he writes, you know, number one hit songs for people like Sinead O'Connor. And I think, and I just think like that just once in a lifetime talent, like, I had to put it at number one because it's just, I talked about it, you know, there, there's, there's, there's artists and performers and he's very much both. And so that's why I tipped the hat. Number one Prince for me. Nice. Yeah. I totally respect that. I love Prince. Cool. Uh, rest in peace. I hear he's an asshole in real or no, was an asshole. No, in real no, life. I can deal with assholes. Uh, he, you don't go to jail. You don't get canceled for being an asshole. <laughs> uh, but you do get canceled. and You do go to jail for putting in a, in a, in some kid's booty hole. So did he do that? that? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking put it in a kid's booty hole. Allegedly. That's why he died a horrible death. Anyway, yeah. uh, number one for me. And I hate to do this because the man is kind of egotistic and already knows it. Um, Maynard James Keenan. Woo! I'm glad you put him on the list because he was a guy that I fought so hard. I was like, I gotta, I, I want to put him on here, but I gotta. He's uh, super influential to me. I mean, just hearing Tool for the first time blew my mind. The fact that he can hold those crazy notes and then be nuanced and scream, and uh, then hearing him in Perfect Circle be more melodic and less screaming and, and still beautiful. And then Pussifer, which started off a little rough for me. I wasn't really a big, I wasn't really big into Pussifer with their first offering. Uh, but then, you know, once like money shot came around, I became a super fan and, uh, you know, he really found his sound cause it sounded, the first time was a little weird. It's a little all over the place there. It's always all over the place, but it still felt weird. I feel like he really nailed it with the second album. Uh, but uh, Maynard's just, you know, he's he's Maynard. I don't need to praise him anymore. He knows he's Maynard, <laughs> you know. Speaking of spiritual experiences, yeah, <laughs> Maynard all the way. He, I, I love Maynard. I mean, if I love Chino, I think Maynard is a guy that, like, I I envy his life <laughs> because everything I think he does in his life is just, like, beautiful. Like, the fact that he lives out in Arizona and just makes music and wine and, you know. He owns a restaurant. Yeah, just just kind of doing his own thing in his own jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, like everything he does to me is just like that is genuinely him. Like he's not. This isn't for the gram. This isn't for anything. He's not trying to sell you on like, oh, now I make my own my own wine. Like it's not even marketed towards tool fans. Like it's yeah. marketed towards wine fans. Like mm -hmm. this is not like let me staple like oh we're gonna call it the lateralis wine or something. Like <laughs> it's not that at all. It's literally like this is like he named, you know, it's one of his wine project. bottles is, is Judith. 
which is his mom's name, his mom's name, and like, well, it's also a, th- a perfect circle song. Yeah, which <laughs> is like, well, I mean, but that song's named after his mom, and like, it's yeah. just like this the beauty and everything he does. Like, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think like he he hits these like emotional notes, these spiritual notes, and like, and not in a religious way, but just like in like a, you know, you know, identifying spiritual. Yeah. Extensionism. Yeah, I, I just I love everything about him. He was he's he's definitely a guy that like I uh I just totally respect as a man and like and like this as a human being and I just I, I love everything about that guy. Didn't make my list, but he is a guy that like was you know right there where it was like, Oh, how do I not have him on my list? Whereas mm-hmm. but I, I you're right, I think this 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 the power in his voice like is just so amazing, so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. He's also hilarious. Um, loves a lot of comedy, loves comedy. Um, but he's also, you know, I've had two experiences with him and one being, uh, backstage, I was, you know, doing the stage production stuff and they were tool, we were doing tool out at the bank Atlantic center and he had an entire 18 wheeler trailer decked out for, so that he could do archery. (laughs) Uh, and as I'm walking, you know, I'm walking by and I look over and I see the trailer open and he's in there doing his archery. I stopped for a second, just kind of like, oh, shit. And like he saw he, he turned and made eye contact and he reached over to like one of the dudes that was near him. And then the dude came to me. He's like, you got to move. You can't watch him. I'm like, really? You know what, though? That, that <sighs> sounds like it's like a prick rock star thing. But then the alternative is like, here's filthy with all these strippers doing filthy's dreams. <laughs> and it's like. Like yeah. that to me is way more annoying. Where it's like, at I least guess. this dude is like. But come on, like I wasn't a fan type of. It wasn't a fan scenario. I was working. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other time was more of a fan situation. Is when I, he was doing his wine release at Whole Foods in Florida, and I showed up and uh, had brought with me my my band CD and a shirt for him, and uh, you know I was just planning on like buy the bottle, we'll get the sign. I'll give you this as a gift and thank you, and that's it. The guy had like three security guards, and the second I got to his table, they, he wasn't even making eye contact with the people that were getting the autographs, you know, and that really bothered me. Like, the, yeah. I was, you know, because I was in the line, I was watching him interact with the other people. He wasn't even looking up. He was doing this thing. Yeah, man, no, I know it's totally fucking crazy, right? Yeah, thanks. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and like having a conversation with the other guy that was sitting next to him, not even recognizing the fact that there were fans in front of him paying hundreds of dollars for mediocre wine. Because um, <laughs> it's okay. It's That's $30 wine, not $60 wine. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, either way, I think he's the best vocalist of all time ever, always forever and he's, even though he was kind of douchey and it's forgiven it's forgiven yeah, I, yeah. so oh, i didn't finish the story so when i got to him and i gave him the shirt and the cd the security guard pulled a gun <laughs> fuck hold on, hold on hold on we got a cuban missile stop, crisis stop, stop. everybody yeah yeah and i'm like yo yo it's just a shirt and a cd for the love of god don't kill me at whole foods oh, fuck in front shit. of maynard <laughs> Wow, and finally, that's pretty I, intense. Yeah, yes. and then Ma- Maynard was like, well, he didn't even look me in the eyes. He just looked at the security guard, kind of like asking, like, what's going on? The security guard grabbed the shirt and the CD, went like this, and he went, yeah, like, give me. And he just gave it to him, and I was like, okay, thank you. Bye. Jesus. Fuck. And he, like, <laughs> signs in and gives it back to you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll sign this. Uh, yeah, your CD. There you go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so either with all of those experiences, I still put him at number one. 
use my that's 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 admirable of you i it reminds me of like um i really love chris jericho's podcast and he always talks about how uh gene simmons told him you know you got to give um everybody you know no not gene simmons who's the other guy in kiss the lead singer paul stanley Um, paul stanley yeah paul stanley how he said he told him one time he's like you got to give everybody you know their 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 five minutes because they're you'll forget about it you know you be the big time rock star or wrestler or whatever you're gonna forget that fan's face you know the second you turn around that person is gonna carry that that residue with them for the rest of their life and he goes i've always he goes since he told me that it's like i've always made sure anybody comes up to me even if i'm having a shitty day me and my wife have a fucking fight or something's going on in my life you know i always make sure it's like i give everybody their moment kind of thing and that when you were saying that it just that's just that story just you know pinged in my head at that point yeah dude even if just eye contact that would have been fine but he wasn't even looking at the fans and i was that really soured me like right away like oh what the fuck dude yeah. yeah, you're paying for everything you have, so yeah. I don't know. But either way, number one, <laughs> uh, this is solid number one. I, I like yeah. that number one. Um, for me, he didn't touch kids, so yeah, he didn't touch kids. That we know I love, of. I love the guy. He's funny. He has a great documentary, the Blood into Wine documentary. He's great. Um, uh, for me, my number one is uh Beth Gibson from Portishead. Mm. I uh I uh I, I love. I think she's like one of the best female vocalists I've ever heard in my life. Um, I actually the first time I heard Portishead, I was like, I hate this. This sucks. This is like yuppie music. This is not good. And then one day, I somehow I got on my iPad. I'm uh, sorry, iPad, iPod. Like back in the day where people had iPods, like those like whatever big old. I got 30 gigs or whatever, 60 gigs <laughs> of music on this bad boy. Um, and for some reason, I had it on shuffle. It came on, and it must have accidentally gotten on there. And I just thought at first I thought it was the uh, the soundtrack to Fight Club. Um, and then I was like, huh, this is kind of interesting. And I was just walking, listening to it. And I was, I think I might've been, I don't know where, but I was like walking to class somewhere and I was like, this is pretty interesting. And then, um, I think it must've been like glory box or one of those like big hits. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, like she is killing it. Like, this is amazing. And from then, from that point on, I was like, okay, well, like maybe not shut the, shut the port head door shut because this is pretty cool. And as I started working my way backwards, I was like, dude, this is incredible. And then like the live Portishead album where they do it with an orchestra is like amazing and beautiful. And like, I just think that, you know, again, like this isn't Katy Perry, like Katy Perry hits all the notes and it's beautiful and it's perfect. This is a singer that has no musical training, smokes during a live show, like does not treat her voice well. And it just, the brokenness, everything about her voice is just like perfect. Like, it's just like, goosebump factor it, it, it just it honestly just thinking about it right now is just like oh my god like the other when i was putting this list together i was like i was like well mike patton's number one like i was like he's solid number one i was like well chino's more influential in my life so i gotta put chino ahead of him so i was like chino's gonna be number one and then i was like no like i don't think there's anyone like better like if we're doing vocalists like beth gibson to me is just like perfection where it's just like I don't I've never been disappointed like there's never been one Portishead song or any of her solo stuff because she does stuff with like orchestras now where I'm just like ah, that's not that good she just kills it in in English and French or whatever language she chooses to speak in and sing in is it's incredible I, I, I love Portishead I love the vibe I love the darkness I love the fact that it's it's doesn't feel like we just got to put a Portishead album to put a Portishead album out <laughs> yeah. it's like it's literally just like you know, like, let's just focus on the dark moments. And like, 
and it's just so beautiful like if there was ever a painting of just like a a raining day in london that's what portishead music is and she paints that with her voice and the sound and everything about it it's just like there you go yeah and i i just love that i just i love the fact that her voice alone just takes you to a different place and i love that it's funny you say that like they paint the picture of uh, a rainy day in london when we covered banksy a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. and obviously massive attack they that, yeah. that comes up a million times when you're you know doing banksy research i was thinking i was like yeah massive attack in portishead like that is like musically like that's how i picture fucking london like, trip hop in general man I, I, trip hop in general is like one of those things that like i i love like it's one of the musical genres that's kind of gone to the wayside over the years but like things like things that are popular now like you look at like a grimes and like uh formerly known as twigs and like all those like female singers that are like really popping right and they all have their roots in trip hop uh even when we had tara lopez on here of, of rituals of mine on here like she credits portishead all the time Cause it's like, that's the roots, like that weird hip hop darkness element of it, where it's just like sad hip hop. Like it's, it's even hip hop now, even hip hop now. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you know, uh, Deltron 3030, you know, basically was like, you know what? My hip hop shit ain't working. Why don't I do like trip hop, hip hop? Which is like, and you look at that and it blends into things like run the jewels now. And that whole element of it, it's just like, it's incredible, but to me, like Portishead and Beth Gibson, like that to me is like her voice is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. if you haven't heard Portishead, just do yourself a favor and listen to Portishead. Yeah, start with Glory Box and work your way back. Hell yeah, hell yeah, I agree. I like Portishead; they're great. Uh, didn't even think of it as a one of the contenders, <laughs> but you know, now that you mention it, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not that influenced by them. I like a lot of their songs. That's an emo brown response right there, by the way. Like. You know, <laughs> us brown folks, we get emo, and and Portishead makes us think about rainy days and stuff. So yeah, yeah. we only get like three rainy days a year here. So yeah, we gotta I, take advantage. Those days you gotta extend them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah literally, we gotta get yeah. some water. Definitely, <laughs> we're dehydrated. Hey man, we got like a solid week and a half not too long ago. I'm surprised. Yeah, like a what three months ago and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. December it got green. Things are green around here right now. Yeah, I pretend I'm in London sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so that's pretty much all I got. I mean, um... that's it. I mean, I'm glad you brought up Maynard. There's like all these like artists. There's thousands of artists that I probably forgot to to yeah. mention. But and um, you know, anybody listening, getting to the end of this episode, thinking like, oh, you should have said this. You should have said this. Like the emphasis is this is our favorite artist. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure somewhere down the line we'll do, you know, the top five influential singers of all time or the top five highest selling or pitch perfect artists of all time, you know, episode 1776 or whatever yeah. and shit. The dude from Gorillas, I forgot to mention that guy, but he's an honorable mention too. Blur. He's in, he's in Blur, Blur and Gorillas and He's another that album the... Think Tank is insane. If Dude, I just not mentioned that it. on the Banksy album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Banksy did damn. the album cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good album if yeah. people haven't heard it. You like Radiohead type things, experimental. Radiohead's another one. Music. Tom York yeah. is another dude that's like, I can't believe he didn't get a mention, but yeah. He's, Tom he's York. Like, well, he's got a. <sighs> I don't know. I have a cover of Weird Fishes. So, I mean, I love Tom York. It's just, I'm not a. I don't know if I would put him in my list of sing. It's kind of like Trent. Like I love Trent. He's Nine Inch Nails is one of my favorite yeah. bands of all time, but 
he's not going on my singers list. The reason why, the reason why Trent didn't make it for me is like I kept saying, like there's artists and performers, and then there's people who are both. I mean, yeah. I think very much Trent Reznor, he's an artist. I, I thought yeah. about this list way too much. And I was like, you know what? What if I put like a rapper on here and MF Doom almost made it? Because just like vocals alone, like MF Doom, when I hear his voice, I'm just like, it transports me to like this like cartoonish hip hop world. And like, but didn't make the list because he's not like, I wouldn't say like MF Doom I, is a dude. Like no, no, no rapper. I didn't. I love rap. I love hip hop music in general. But like. None of them like really changed the way I look at like vocals. Well, not only that, but I feel like just rapping and singing, those are just two different animals. Yeah. And I was like, cause I thought about that too. And I'm like, nah, let's, let's, let's save yeah, that yeah. list, you know, for another day. But, um, Eddie, do you got anything else you want to add to this episode before you go to the commie store and make a connection with another war- world famous celebrity? Uh, no, man. I mean, it's, it's a difficult thing to do, put this list together. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I gave it like two hours of thought. Uh, because it, it it's such a difficult thing, especially for me, because I'm a singer and I sang in a band for ten years, and that's like my thing. Like, my friends always nerd out, like, oh, Joe, you know, Satriani and oh, Petrucci, and oh, I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about any of those guys. I care about singers and vocalists, so specifically, mm-hmm. like, because that's my thing, my instrument. So I I focus on that, and I'm very picky with you know certain things that I let in my life, like some bands. You know their music is great, but I can't do the singer. Like I just can't. I can't mm-hmm. listen to the singer. And Dream Theater is one of those bands. Like I can't oh. listen to Dream Theater. Amen. Yeah. And he's Amen. a great vocalist, super talented. No thank you. Um, and same goes. There's a bunch of bands. I don't want to start shaming people, but yeah, because they're going to be on your podcast. And like, yeah, exactly. I don't want to burn bridges. But uh, yeah. no, it's just a difficult thing to put together. But I think uh, I went with just my heart and what I felt. You know, means a lot to me. So. Uh, it was fun to put it together, but thank you for for inviting me and stuff. Um, for the people that are watching and listening uh, right now, available now at notfestbeerpit.com. Not Fest you can pick up a box of beer that I put together, um, carefully curated, hand-selected craft brews, four of them to be precise. Um, you can go to that website and you can buy one of each of the four, or you can buy two of each of the four and get an eight-pack including my pale ale that I put together with Cigar City Brewing called Guayabera. It's a delicious pale citrus pale ale. There's a double IPA in there from Other Half Brewing, which I'm really happy and proud of having them in the box because they don't really get out of New York City much, and they're some of the best beers in the world, and you know now people all over the U.S. will get a chance to try it. Um, Cosmic Eye, who's the homie, Sam Riggins, who's on episode four, I think, with like Sasha... Uh, from Intronaut, and and Municipal Waste Collaboration Lager is in there. And I got the Deftones, Belching Beaver, Good Morning Beautiful, Brown Ale, uh, which is a delicious kind of way to cap it all off. And, uh, yeah, pick that up now. Support me. The more you boxes of that you buy, the more NotFest thinks I'm cool. So, uh, and that, nice. that'll, that'll lead to more opportunities for me. So check that out. Are you Tortilla Man? Are you the new drummer for Slipknot? I am. I am sorry to break it to you, dude. I knew it. You're like the Benjamin Button, dude. I swear yeah. to God. <laughs> he gets Found younger out. as he gets you, older. You did it. Well, doesn't Benjamin Button like do everything? That's like, Forrest he's Gump. Forrest Gump. Like it's the same concept. Like wasn't oh, Benjamin so Button? I'm Forrest Gump. So now I'm you're, autistic. Thanks. You're, yeah, you're awesome. autistic. You're you're definitely tortilla man. Uh, you, you're you're. The I'm uh, Jimmy Hoffa. I'm yeah. also Jimmy Hoffa, and yeah. uh, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but yeah, dude, check out the box. Get the beers from me. Uh, keep an eye on uh, the Comedy Store Records Instagram. That's where we, the Comedy Store Wrestling Show, will live for now until we get our own socials. 
You can always go to my page at Rock and Roll or at RRBG. Sorry, I keep forgetting that I changed it. I didn't change it, but I just abbreviated Rebranded it. Uh, Rebranded to RRBG Podcast at RRBGpodcast.com, whatever, to get all of the episodes. Brandon Boyd from Incubus is on there uh, this week. Next week, I forget who's listed. We got Tristan from Author and Punisher. I got Steve Brooks oh, from Torch. Dang. I got... Um, hey, that guy turned down an interview from us. Oh, Tristan? Yeah. I'm sorry. Man. That's unfortunate. But but him, at, least he, at least he responded. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Him, um, Steve Brooks from Torch, and Tommy Giles of Between the Barry and Me are the next three episodes. Mm, so, nice. A lot of good stuff coming. And Oh, I just did one today, actually, with the Mr. Jason Baker of uh, Colossum Studios who made Corey Taylor's mask, the one, the milk jug. Yeah, and yeah. he works with Sex Machine, uh, Tom Savini. Uh, they did the Fiend mask for Bray Wyatt. They did all that stuff and had a nice little chat with him today. Uh, and there, maybe we'll have another chat with him and one of his clients at the comedy store sometime. Ooh, I hope nice. so. Yeah. Very so, cool, man. Yeah, J- keep an eye Jason on all Baker. That I went to high school with that guy or elementary school with that guy. Did you? No, I went with I, I went to elementary school with the Jason Baker. Before you, before you go, I do have one quick question. Have you yeah. tried the uh, uh, the beauty school beer, the new Deftones beauty school beer? I haven't found it yet, but I'm looking for it. I will try it. It's a Pilsner, I think, or a lager. Pilsner. Yeah, I think it's a Pilsner. So I'm sure it's fine. I mean, all mm. their beers have been great. I've been a fan of all of them. I ordered the Deftones box that they put out with digital bath digital and yeah. ohms and all that. Delicious, all of it. My favorite's been the White Pony Pale. I thought that was great. Yeah. But yeah, they're killing it and good. My favorite's and, still the Sorb City, which is... Oh, uh, the Pog? Is that the Pog? Yeah, that's the one that's like had like mango flavored... Pe- peach, and yeah. orange, and mango, yeah. Oh, or so passion good. fruit, orange, and mango or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a good one. But mm. yeah. That's all I have, you know, Comedy Store Wrestling, RRBG, Not Fast Beer Pit Box, and I got some other stuff I'm working on. I don't have anything solid, but I am working on like two or three other big, big things that in the next year or so, (laughs) in the next year or so, I might be able to like announce and and get it off the ground, but I I will be traveling. That's all I can say. Oh, Oh, (laughs) backup dancer for Shakira. That's right. (laughs) He's going to shake his mod bun. (laughs) Get my my wang out there like Booker T in that Shaw supermarket. <laughs> Let's do it. Nice. So uh, if you want to uh, get at us at all the social medias, guys, hit us up at Art Jacob Do America on all the social medias except for Twitter. We are at Art Jacob Do A One. Yes, Jesus. I know I can change it to Art Jacob Do America, but I like this fucking just just satchio right there. So uh, Art Jacob Do America, all social media except for Twitter. Uh, if you want to go ahead and support this podcast, guys, I highly recommend going over to patreon.com slash America, where every single week uh, we give all of our patrons a bonus episode. So for the price of $1 a month, you'll get four bonus episodes for the low, low price of $0.25. Cents. Uh, that helps us immensely uh, keep this dog and pony show going. Uh, if you want to help support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend going to artandjacobdoamerica.com where Art has supplied links to our merch store over at Public. Go on over there, buy yourself a t-shirt, a mask. Uh, I do believe we actually for sure, for sure have tampon applicators for all of our female listeners. So go on over there where you can buy uh, Art and Jacob Do America merch over there. And like I say, it's not so much to help us financially because I'm pretty sure we get like 14 cents from those tampon applicators. Uh, But it's like you're a walking billboard uh, every time you're gushing blood, 
Uh, you can <laughs> spread the good word of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast by, you know, flaunting us out into the public. Uh, I'll probably just have to get one for Eddie. And uh, anytime you go to the comedy store, just uh, yeah, I'll wear your... it in my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Not the tampon applicator, a T-shirt oh. or a oh, mask okay. or whatever. Or, no, or give a... me the tampon applicator. I want that instead. Are you going to like just put it in your <laughs> earring hole and shit? Just... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off of your merch plug and okay. just say that we have now on my threadless site t-shirts with this incredible incredible mm. wizard cleave exclusive uh piece of art that he put together that i you know shout out to wizard cleave follow him on all the socials but yeah this thing is going to be or is on there for shirts i'm trying to figure out how i'm going to do prints and whatever but i you know if anybody wants my ridiculous face uh in a print they can have that as well it's yeah. like if uh, Joe Rogan did elephant steroids. Dude, uh, it's his... so insane. Yeah. Takes Wait, a how, do I, how do I buy that? Uh, oh, rrbgpodcast.threadless.com. Uh, yes, yes. That's where you can find that shirt. rrbgpodcast.threadless.com. If you don't have at least one purchase by tomorrow morning, that something went terribly wrong. The Russians hacked his bank account. Yeah. If you guys, if you want to, you guys are listening to our podcast. You should be listening to the RRBG podcast. You will be listening to the Comedy Store podcast. But if you want to hear other great podcasts uh, that are brothers and sisters in Christ with us, guys, head on over to the Podbelly Network uh, where you can find other great podcasts such as the World Famous Sofa King podcast and uh, Paranormal Punchers as well as Hillbilly Horror Stories. So go on over there, check out a podcast or two, support the network, support us. But other than that, guys, I'm tired. I hear my son in the background beating the dogs up. It's time for me to be a good dad. And uh, beat the dogs with him. And just time to beat the shit out of these dogs. <laughs> Trying try to teach these dogs a lesson. It's clobbering time. Oh, Stop God. talking shit about Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 Stop spreading false rumors. Uh, Your magic is Eddie, real and I believe Eddie, in you. Eddie, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, next nice. time I'm in the L.A. area, we're in the L.A. area. We should go to Grilla Mall. Yes. And uh, definitely get some um, some napalm deaths. Yes. Yes, 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 let's do it. All right, guys, thanks for having me. So goodbye. Good night. Good night. Rock and roll. <laughs> I'm doing a too sweet.
Atlanta, it's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.